What is up everybody? Welcome back to the In-Situ Health and Fitness Podcast. Real quick everybody, before we jump into today's episode, I want to take a second to thank every single one of you for the love and support of this show. I am constantly blown away when I look at the stats for this show. We are growing week after week, month after month, so we are getting a lot of new listeners. And that wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for you guys. Podcasts generally grow from word of mouth. So that means all of you are loving this show, sharing it with your friends or family and helping them achieve their health and fitness goals as well. So again, a big thank you for everybody that has been sharing this podcast, leaving five-star reviews and positive comments wherever you listen. If you haven't, Mac and I would appreciate a lot. It would mean the world to us if you just left a five-star review and a positive comment where you're listening to this podcast or just copy the show link and send it to a friend or family member that you think will get something out of this episode. All right, let's get into today's episode. Yes, we are back again for another episode. If you missed last week's good episode last week, we answered all your questions. That was two weeks ago. <laughs> Feels like a week ago. Two weeks ago, we answered all your questions. Yes. Um, we're still getting a lot of love from that one, that's all. Uh, a lot of you guys uh, had the same experiences, had the same questions, so it's just good to get to know you guys about you know, what you struggle with, all that sort of stuff. As always, if you do have any questions you want to give us, there will be a link in the show notes or the description. Head over there, you can click that link Leave us a question. You don't even have to give us your name. Mm. You can just give us a question. Um, but enough about that. Let's get into today's episode. I hear you've got something very exciting to talk about. So <laughs> it's been a while since I brought a study to the table. Just the conversation. know that he's told it to three other people already in the last day and a half. <laughs> three. One. One. Anyway. It's a good study, that's why. Okay. And it backs up everything we talk about. It does. Um, about health, longevity, what you need to do to actually get results and all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah. So if I was to say you listening or watching, what makes modern day person unhealthy compared to a person 30 years ago? A lot of people say, what, what, what's your first reaction? Initially, I thought the lack of movement, and we've even spoken about that on the podcast, right? Yeah. Numerous times, I think. And this study, we'll go dive into it in a second, and like, here's the thing, movement and what the results from this study are sort of go, do go hand in hand. I've been thinking about it a lot over the last couple of days. <clears throat> but this study was done on six different uh, papers spanning 30 years, mm-hmm. so compared <clears throat> it's comparing people, uh, it ended up being quite a lot of people as well, so a couple of thousand people. So it's a meta-analysis? Yeah. Of, yeah, okay. Um, of these six studies, followed these people over 30 years. Um, one of the studies was just like a study back then and a study now type thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, and their analysis was that it was the lack of muscle mass, not movement, that makes people so unhealthy today. And just let that sink in for a second. So mm-hmm. that means 
30 years ago, people were generally more muscular, muscular, muscular <laughs> than we are now. Yeah. Um, and that is why the modern day human is more unhealthy than the person 30 years ago. So when you first told me that, the first thing I thought of was because we don't move anymore, right? So like 30 years ago, I guess there was, it was a lot more common for the average person to do physical labor jobs in general and then around the house as well, right? Mm. So they, they, like you said, they do go directly hand in hand because we just don't do as much stuff. So we don't have as many opportunities to build muscle. We have to actually go to the gym these days mm. consistently to build muscle. It doesn't just happen. Like when I was younger, my dad and all my dad's friends were just like generally more muscular, like unhealthy muscular because they were builders, mm. where it's definitely not as common now. Well, you can look into every aspect of life. So we're talking, say, the 80s. Mm -hmm. the, somebody in the 80s compared to somebody now. Um, if you went to somebody in the 80s and said to them, you're gonna be working from home from a computer, they would be like, what, what? the fuck's a computer? <laughs> like work from home, what are you talking, how is that even possible? Like, it's crazy to think of where we've come from to where we are now, and it's literally only been, what, 30 or 40 years. Mm. Like, literally, in the 80s, people didn't know, even know what computers were. Yeah. And now we, we sit at home on our computers and work full jobs all day, every day. And yes, we're a lot less musclier, but um, muscle comes from just being active. Like you said, it yeah. can, like you can just go walking every day and put on muscle mass. Uh, and I think that's where this study, like, I'll put it in the show notes so all you guys can read it and have a look over it as well. They're little, you know, how each study has like the little paragraph summing it all up. The abstract. The abstract. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes. Lucky we got you here to <laughs> bring the big words. Um, I just feel like they, did, they don't know the human body. Like they've just said it's not the lack of movement that makes the modern day person so unhealthy. It's the lack of muscle mass. Wait, so you're saying that the, the people that wrote the paper... In, in the abstract, abstract, it doesn't seem like that they know the human body. Yeah, well, like we know if you just move more, you're going to put on more muscle mass. Yeah. And everybody freaks out when they hear that. Uh, just a coincidence, and it sort of ties in this as well. Over the weekend on Saturday at the, one of the gyms I work at, we had a big um, like measurement day, so a couple of test workouts. There was a body scan and all that sort of stuff. And I was chatting to one guy about the muscle he's put on. Mm. And he's put on two kilos of muscle. He's like, when you see two kilos of muscle, he's telling me this, when you see it on the piece of paper, it doesn't seem like much. But if you were to go and buy two kilos of meat, mm. like literally, you guys listening or watching, go to the butcher and say, can I have two kilos of, I don't know, anything, red meat. It's going to be a lot of meat. Yeah, and it's heavy. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot more than you think. So, and his body size hasn't changed. And I'm like, well, you think about it, two kilos over your whole body. And yeah. he's probably about the same height as me, probably not the same size, but definitely the same height. Those, that two kilos gets easily distributed through your body. Yeah. And like, it could just be that the fact that, you know, it's where, I don't know, maybe on average five kilos of less muscle mass than 30 years ago. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's only five kilos, but that five kilos is quite a lot. 
mm. and it adds up to a lot. So um, I just want to dive into a little bit of why muscle mass is so important and then um, how you can actually start incorporating things to build more muscle. Yeah, cool. So, yeah. I was just going to say before we move on, to put in context, because it's like, it's hard to comprehend your body's age because we have like a chronological age, right? Mm. But then a lot of the body scans and everything that give you like your muscle mass, fat percentage, give you a body age as well. And I got my first ever body scan at, is that what they're called? Mm. At Jack's gym, one of the gyms Jack works at, uh, like last week or something. Oh, yeah. And I was so sure that my body age was going to be my age because, like, we eat really well, we work out, we move a lot. Like, I have a decent amount of muscle on me and we do all of the things, right? But my body age was 28, I'm only 26. So it's like not a massive difference, but I was shocked because. I would consider myself healthy, you know what I mean? So like the general public, just imagine, like depending on what shape you're in and if you don't have much muscle mass, imagine what your potential body age is Mm. and like what are you doing to reduce your body age because that's scary as hell, right? Because I don't want to be 80 years old and have a body that is 90 years old and I can't still live a life when I'm an elderly person, which I feel like is so very extremely common. Well, now. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like you see 30 year olds or people in, even in their 20s have health issues that generally in the past only 50 plus, plus. people had. It. Yeah, true. And that is scary. And I think a lot of people take that for granted and just go for medication and stuff like that. And it's like, well, you know, your blood pressure's high, have this medication. It's like, well, Let's look at your whole lifestyle. Why is your blood pressure actually high? Let's start changing those little, like, yeah, it's gonna take a while for your blood pressure to change, but over the long run, you're gonna bring that age gap between your actual age and your body age down and actually meet somewhere that's more realistic. Yeah. So you can live a decent long life. Yeah. And that comes into it. So muscle mass, having muscle on your body plays a big role in balancing your, not just we'll get structural things, we'll get to that in a second, but balancing your hormones, uh, releasing chemicals that are good for your body, uh, help your brain function. We've spoken about that in the past, how just doing it, uh, workouts, oh, what was that study? Oh, well, that was a great one. Maybe we should, I should look that up and re-talk about it because that was a while ago. Yeah. Something about like, every time you use your muscle fibers, it actually stimulates the strength of the synapses between the neurons in your brain. So like you can think faster and do things faster mm. over the long run when you use your muscles more. So yeah, exactly. So maybe 30 years ago, people were smarter as well just because they had more muscles and yeah. they were more active using those muscles. So um, it's those little things, again, that people don't actually think about when it comes to having muscle mass on your body. It's not just looks or you know structural things there's a lot of chemical reactions happening within your body that muscle mass helps with yeah um like i said regulating hormones so stress is directly related to your hormones so if you've got more muscle not more muscle but a decent amount of muscle on your body your body can handle those hormones better which means you're less stressed as well or your body can deal with that stress a little bit more so your blood pressure and all that sort of stuff doesn't rise to the roof yeah Makes sense? Anything else to add on to that? 
before we go into mm. like structural things. No, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, definitely, maybe even try and find that study and put it in the show notes. It's yeah. It just highlights the fact that it's very important that it's more muscle is more about it's about so much more than aesthetics, mm. right? Like I can't emphasize it enough. Mm. So much, but just just lifting weights is about so much more than how your body looks. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Um, so obviously, muscles. The primary function of your muscles is to hold your body in place. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually I was having this conversation with a client. On the, again, on the weekend, he was doing barbell bicep curls and he had a pain in his elbow. elbow. And he spent a lot of time on a mouse clicking. So mm. obviously, you don't think it's much, but it adds up and your wrist gets tight. So your forearm gets tight and it works with his way up. And he's like, but the pain is in the joint. I'm like, yeah, but what holds your joint together? Mm. Muscles. So every time your joints move, it's your muscles doing the work, not the joints. So the better your, the quality of your muscles, the better your joints work. So in a way, the better the muscles moving around your joints, the less pain you have in those joints. And I actually literally just did a couple of release things on this client and he could do barbell bicep curls without pain. He's like, that's amazing. I'm like, well, it's not. Magic. <laughs> yeah, magic. It's just releasing those muscles around the joint. He's like, now the joint pain's gone. I'm like, Again, it's not the joints, it's the muscles that connect your joints together. Um, So every time you move around, it's your muscles. It's just sitting in this chair. Mm. We're able to sit in this chair and not flop on the ground and be a pile of goo because we have (laughs) muscles. Um, Yeah, so I just, again, it's like muscles are very important. It's just, like you said, it's not very, it's not just aesthetics. Yeah. Also, I think that you should... I feel like we've clarified in the past, but we should probably clarify now anyway, that when we are talking about muscles and having muscle and building muscle, we don't necessarily mean you have to get jacked mm. and huge mm. because that, that's hard. Like when you are lifting weights and doing resistance training, you're going to grow dense, more dense muscles, not necessarily larger muscles because they have to get dense before they can get bigger, right? Yeah, exactly. So... And this comes down to the um, thing we said at the start, like having two kilos of muscle. Most women will freak out when they put on two kilos. Um, So it's just like, it's only two kilos and it gets distributed through your body quite a lot. Yeah. Now, what Mac was talking about, about the density of your muscles comes into it as well. So you can be, this means if you've been to the gym a fair bit, you'll see that there's some little skinny people lifting huge weights. Mm, it's, right. it's impressive to see when you see it, you think they're gonna just break Squish. under the load of the barbell, but then they squat these huge weights and they're tiny. You can look it up, there's heaps of people like, you know, most Olympic level Olympic lifters who do, yeah. even power lifters are small yeah. and they're not huge, but they can move huge weights. That's because their muscles are very dense and made up of a lot more muscle fibers than the average human. So that means they can recruit more power, more strength out of those muscles, but they're tiny compared to a bodybuilder. So um, it doesn't mean lifting weights, training heaps is gonna bulk you up. It's just gonna compact those muscle fibers, get them stronger. So when you actually 
say do a bicep curl, you're tearing the muscles apart and then the fibers are healing in between that. So you get more fibers in those muscles. Sort of just breeze over that a little bit, but it's, it's a bit sciencey, but yeah. it doesn't matter too much. It just means that lifting weights doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna get huge. Yeah. Um, that is all nutrition like we've spoken about in the past, those long-term listeners will know, you can do any type of exercise. I don't care if it's hit, running, weightlifting, powerlifting. You can slim down doing all those and you can bulk up doing all those. It just depends on your diet, mm. not the style of training that you're doing. While you're talking about diet, I think that another thing that would come into the health factor of the general population now and muscle mass, if we have less muscle mass, generally, we would burn less calories also. So we would mm. be chubbier. Yeah. Chubbier, that's probably a bad word to use. But you get the, you, we would hold more fat because we're burning less calories because we have less muscle. So the more muscle we have, muscle is very energy demanding, I should say. So the more muscle that you have, or the more dense your muscles are, the more energy it costs, literally costs your body to just exist, right? Mm. So. Obviously, if you're burning more energy, then you're going to store less energy. So then you're going to have less fat. So I feel like that's also a big factor in general health. If we have less muscle, then we aren't using as much energy in general. And we're also sitting down all the time. So we're not building muscle and we're not expending energy like we used to. Yeah, um, 100%. And a lot of people get that wrong. Like They're afraid of training because they want to bulk up. But if you just focus on lifting weights, properly, um, progressive overload, adding you know good exercises into your program and focusing on just getting stronger, you're gonna look better. Because your body's gonna build more muscle, not necessarily bigger muscles, just more yeah. muscle, and it's gonna use body fat to do that because it's a good source of energy. So you're gonna look better, you're gonna feel better, and yeah. Live longer, hopefully. Yeah, so that's the one, the last one I wanted to touch on on this topic. I know we've been ranting a lot on, well, I've been ranting a lot. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just a, like I said, it's just a really good topic to talk about. The last one, this, you can combine this study with um, something I've brought up in the past that Peter Atiyah has said. Mm. I think I brought this up ages ago and not many people knew his name now. Pretty much everybody knows Peter Tia because he's been on a few shows, he's got a podcast, he's got a book. So he is basically the longevity expert. <clears throat> now, his quote was, well, not his quote, his analysis of, again, a lot of research and not just analyzing other research, but his own research. If you are over 60, and you have a fall, you're more, you are 30% more likely to die within the next two years. Wow. So yeah. if you're 60, say you're 65, you have a fall and hurt yourself, your risk of death increases by 30% just from having a fall. That's crazy. Like it's, and I think a lot of people just go, yeah, that's fine. That's, that's not fine. That, that shouldn't <laughs> be it. And the, the reason is because it, he said 60 plus is generally when uh, people lose, start losing muscle mass. Mm. And if you have a fall, you haven't got the muscles to hold your joints, hold your bones. 
and you break something and, and that little thing can turn into a big thing because you just have not got the muscle mass to support yourself. Yeah. So you might injure, injure your leg and it might not be that bad, but he said in the next two years, because they haven't got the muscles to support that joint and get them moving quickly again, they're just sitting in a chair and they deteriorate a lot faster. Mm. So it is even more important to put, make sure you have muscle mass throughout your whole life so when you do get to that 60 and beyond mark, you've got enough muscle mass for, to support your body and keep you moving properly. Otherwise, you're, you just increase your risk of death way too high. Yeah. And it's a, it's, it's like, like a simple, it's a, such a simple tool for yeah. you to incorporate that just is going to improve your overall quality of life. Yeah. And you might go, oh, well, I'm plus 60 now. Trust me, even if you're plus, like, doesn't matter what age you are, you can still start lifting weights, eat enough protein, and you'll get more muscle and you'll feel better, you'll move better. I have literally seen it with my own eyes with plenty of clients. Peter Tia goes over this a lot in his, I haven't read his book yet, but he talks about it a lot in his podcast, so I'm assuming it's gonna be in there. So just make sure you do all that right. <laughs> um, so just lift weights regularly, two to three times a week. Doesn't have to be huge weights. You just need to lift weights, move properly, proper technique, three times a week, two to three times a week. Um, walk every day. Mm -hmm. Eat enough protein. Three oh, things. Three things. What did I say? No, that's that's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Those three things. Start with that. Um, if you don't, if you want to dive more into those topics, we've done plenty of podcasts on those in the past. Yeah, for sure. Cool. I'm going to incorporate my topic with our three cents. Is that what it's called? Is that what this segment is called? My our three cents? My three cents, but there's two of us. My our three, three cents, cents. Your three cents. <laughs> okay, got six I've got, cents. I've got one cent to contribute today, okay. and that is something to try. I'm going to start with something to try, and it is journaling. <laughs> Before you roll your eyes at me, just hang on a second. So, in, oh God, social psychology, I think last week, they brought up a study about journaling on gratitude. So journaling about things that you're grateful for and or journaling about like having an optimistic life and optimistic situations. So like being positive, like essentially just journaling about, journaling about positive things in your life. Now in the study, they did a 10 minute writing task. So they journaled for 10 minutes about something they're grateful for once a week for six weeks. So that is six journaling sessions mm. in total. That's not much, 60 minutes in total, right? Of journaling and it increased life satisfaction even one month after the study had finished. And that, so they'd stopped. So they'd stopped, so they'd stopped journaling. Yeah. And a month later, they, reassessed their like the per it was like a self-assessment obviously so they're rating their life satisfaction probably on a scale of similar to one to ten um and it was still high even a month after they had stopped journaling isn't that crazy mm. so all they had to do was 10 minutes once a week for six weeks and their overall life satisfaction was better and i feel like I don't know, maybe it doesn't sound as amazing to you as it sounds to me, but I think it's amazing because it is such a simple, simple free tool for you to use to increase your life satisfaction. And why do you want to care about increasing your life satisfaction? <laughs> well, one, you have a better life, but two, when you're more satisfied with your life, you're more inclined to try 
to do things that make you happy, make you live for longer, make you want to be healthy, make you achieve more. other people happy, yeah. make you achieve more. So I just feel like life satisfaction is the underlying thing that influences your behavior in so many other areas, right? Mm. Because if you're unsatisfied with life, like if you're feeling down, if you're feeling blue, like I know we have all experienced it, how much harder is it for you to do things for yourself? Like to get to the gym, to eat healthy, to go shopping, to go for a walk, whatever it is. If you aren't satisfied with your life and you're hating everything and everyone, you don't wanna do any of these things. Mm. So if you feel like you're in that situation or if you just wanna increase your life satisfaction anyway, who wouldn't? I highly recommend you try and journal one time a week for 10 minutes. We've got free free prompts. I do have- Or they're like a dollar or something. No, I think I made them free again. Yep. So if you go to our website, uh, again, there'll be links somewhere around this, wherever you're listening or watching, uh, we've got free journal prompts. A lot mm. of people will sit down and to go to journal and go, well, what do I write? Yeah. What am I, what am I talking about? And we've just got a bunch of prompts there. I think there's daily, weekly, or monthly prompts. Yeah. So you can do what you can. You can choose whatever you want and go from there. Um, I put this in the same category as walking because it is so simple, so free, but mm. like, pretty much free. You know, what's a pen and paper cost? A couple well, of you can write it in the notes on your phone. It doesn't yeah. have to be pen and paper. Um, but it's just so effective. Like walking is basically free. It's, but it has such a big, it moves the needle so far into the health zone for, and it's just walking. Yeah. But no one does it because it's just walking. It's just walking. And this is like, it's just journaling. Like it's so simple and easy, but it just moves that needle so far yeah. and has such a big effect. But because it is so simple and free, people are just disregard it. Mm. It's like, it can't be that easy. Like... It's not costing me anything. It's all I do is sit down and write. It can't be that effective, but yeah. it really is. It is. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. I think I, I haven't started it. I should go back to doing it. I used to journal every single day, every mm. morning, but I don't know. I, but like you said, after a month of doing it, I think you it's just stayed. get in that habit of thinking more positively. Mm. So you don't have to do it for the rest of your life. It's just it's just like building another habit yeah. of drinking enough water. It's just once you start doing it and it's a habit, um, you just continue doing it without even really thinking about it. And you just get in that mindset of being more positive and everything that comes up, you just view as more positive. Yeah, that's true. So it doesn't affect you as much. And so, yeah, sure, sometimes life just gets shit and you might have to go back to it and start journaling again. But yeah. It's just like you're topping it up as well. And I know, I know that there's a few people that are listening, that will be listening to this, that probably think, well, I don't, I don't really know what I'm grateful for or I don't feel like I have much to be grateful for at this time mm. or anything like that. It doesn't have to be something massive. Like it mm. doesn't have to be, I'm grateful that I won the lottery because that doesn't happen often. It can be as grateful, something as simple as I'm grateful for getting out of bed at seven o'clock. I'm grateful that the sun is out. It, you can even be grateful that it's raining because I feel like when it's raining, everyone's like, oh, it's raining, it's the worst. Be grateful that you can read a movie, read a movie, <laughs> read a book, watch a movie. I don't know, wear a, your favorite raincoat. Something mm. like every single place that you look in your life, there is something 
small that you can be grateful for, the smaller the better. Because I feel like the small things are often overlooked and the small things are what make up our entire life. So just make sure that you pay them a little bit of attention. I think every little bit of life we have to be grateful for, especially in Australia. Like we've yeah. got it so good here. Like you might think you've got it bad, but there's always somebody else that's got it worse. So yeah. always be grateful for what you have. Like we always, yeah. Like Max said, even when I first started doing this, it was terrible. The mm. journal entries that I entered were, you know, yeah, I'm grateful for, yeah, getting out of bed or, you know, being the able sun. to brush my <laughs> teeth or something like that. And now looking back on it, I am very grateful for those things. Like, yeah, that was stupid to put in there, but it's just those little things. And then over time, your brain just starts making bigger connections and bigger yeah. connections. And you're like, well, yeah, I can brush my teeth because of this, this, and this, and this. Yeah. And that is a bigger picture thing. So, yeah, take your time and do it. Just it's worth try it. it. Yeah. Okay, what do we got to listen to and what do we got to watch? All right, so to watch, I was going to recommend a TV show that we've just wrapped up. What was it? American Born Chinese? Yeah. Yeah. Um, very similar to what are we? Everything we've been watching lately. Yeah, Beef. Um, yeah, Beef on Netflix. Yeah. Can't, yeah. So it's, it's about, it follows the story of the Monkey King. It's a very old, like, it's a Japanese fable, like, story time. Um, I don't know. I guess what you'd, I don't know where it come from, but obviously it's Chinese myth. Mythical Legend, thing, maybe? legends. Yeah. It brings in all their um, beliefs about heaven and different gods and all that sort of stuff. Uh, there's, it's been done plenty of times before. I feel like this one was, you know, a new variation of it, which was good. Yeah, like it was completely different to every other variation of movie and TV show done about it. Um, but it just had that old, um, like Chinese kung fu, kung fu. style like cables I yeah. don't know it was just it was a very good vibe cool cool fight like old school Chinese kung fu fight scenes mixed with modern issues I guess you could yeah. say yeah yeah mixed with you know the good, fable <laughs> yeah good storytelling I feel like each I think they might have done what they did with the first season of Mandalorian where they had a different uh, producer for each episode yeah because there was some there's a few episodes in there that were just wild, but still fit in the sort of narrative, yeah. but they were just completely different to every other episode. So I'll have to look that up, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, you know, and it keeps it entertaining because every episode is that little bit little different, bit different yeah. and a little bit of a different perspective. There is, if you watched um, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which we also recommend, I think, yeah, a while ago, movie. Michelle... I'm pretty sure her name's Michelle. I can't think of her last name. But the main actress in that is also in this. Mm. Um, and the guy and, as well. And the guy, yeah. And she won, I think they both won like a bunch of awards, which is great. I'm just really loving like the Asian like actors and everything coming in and being a lot more common in TV series, especially because yeah. like there's a lot of movies, but it's just really cool to see them winning like awards and having great tv shows and mm. like just because you don't get to see the culture and the stories because we're so used to the western mm. culture and stories so it's just very interesting i really enjoy it yeah and um yeah 
I agree. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. Something to listen to. Something to listen to today is another podcast. Oh, not yeah. not necessarily any particular episode. It's just I when I feel like just listening to something different that's entertaining, informative, different, and just lighthearted, I go to this podcast. Because sometimes you just get too much of... Information overload. Yeah, and you're just like... But... Like in saying that, they do have some good episodes that are informative, but it's just more relaxed, so it's not like in your face so much. And that is the Funny Business Podcast. Um, so these are two Aussie guys. Again, it's refreshing to see a good, I guess, I guess you could say it, a business podcast, maybe. So they do two interviews. They do a podcast every day. What? Yeah, I every think, other week. I think Wednesday is their day off, but wow, yeah, huge. So there's and each each day is very different. Yeah, so okay. it's not like it's the same thing day. So I'm just going to say go listen to it. Very lighthearted. Two Aussie guys, um, you know, interviewing mostly other people, uh, Australians, Aussie yeah, in tech and or big business. So it's good to hear from other Aussies in business that have had success because mm. normally it's like American and you hear American stories and their success. A little, a little hard to relate to. Yeah, so it's cool harder. to... And, you know, when you listen along to these stories of these Aussies that have made, you know, huge amount of money, grew huge businesses, like you, you know the towns they're from. Yeah. They talk about the same experiences and all that sort of stuff. So it's just a lot more relatable. Like I said, a lot more lighthearted, just a little bit more enjoyable. Cool. Than, you know, those in-your-face business podcasts. Business bros. Um, and then Friday they have like Hot or Not, which is, mm. again, completely different, but it's just good, fun Funny, thing. funny, yeah. yeah. Cool, that's it. That's it, so let's go. try journaling, watch that TV show, and listen, listen to, to that funny podcast. business. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. As always, if you've made it this far, obviously you've enjoyed it. So make sure you copy the show link. Send it to a friend so they can enjoy it. They'll thank you and we'll thank you for doing that. I think that works. All right. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye.